Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Uh, Zach Efron is in a publation ship, and I've missed you have. like 90% of this story. <sighs> you guys need to get me caught up on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello, darling. We are at full strength. Uh, and I, but I did miss yesterday because I could not speak. I did not hear the story about Zac Efron and his publationship. Yeah, so it turns out that Zac Efron is now in a publationship. What's a publationship? That is a relationship for the purposes of publicity. And uh, this new publationship is called Zalston. I think we can call it. It's either that or Hack. And I just think Zalston sounds better than Hack. Um, Zalston is one Zach Efron and Ashton Kutcher. Just kidding. What? How did you come up with that? I don't know. I don't know anybody else who's a stun. Halston is her name. Halston. Halston. Yeah. Halston Sage is the woman. And we'll tell you more about her in a moment. But a Halston Sage is an actress. That should not surprise you because she's acting as Zac Efron's girlfriend. Mm. Well, um, Holly helped us connect the dots with this yesterday. Uh, thanks to some some eagle-eyed uh, blind item reporting. But let's start at the very beginning. So, Holly, um, actually, let me just make sure we have access to that story. Oh, here it is, right here in front of my face. From Us Magazine, or Us Weekly, rather. That Us Weekly was the one who announced this new publicationship, right, Holly? Yeah, they announced this new publationship between Zac Efron and Halston Sage. But in this exclusive report from Us Weekly, I do want to point out the fact that it started with the announcement that Zac Efron broke up with his girlfriend, Sarah Bro. Yeah, because... To set the stage for the new for relationship. For the new relationship. Because you can't just announce a new relationship without first letting people know that the old publationship didn't work out. Also, do you remember the old publationship? Yes, because she was like some Olympic athlete, right? Sarah Bro. And we, and he had had like a knee injury. And the storyline was that she was helping him rehab from the knee injury. But we also knew that he was moving toward trying to get swoller and he was going to have like a, a, a Quibi or a YouTube show. No, it's a YouTube channel. That a YouTube. Quibi show is different, I That's think. That's the but... one about killing Zac, <clears throat> Zac Efron. We'll get to that. Yes, okay. This YouTube thing was about him getting swole yeah, with Sarah Bro. So what we were reminded of yesterday in the reporting of this story was that he ended his relationship with Samantha Bro, obviously, because otherwise, how is he going to be in a new relationship? Samantha Bro, Sarah Bro. So then we were like, well, Sarah Bro. Oh, yeah, right. To your point... This was when Zac Efron was working on his fitness and it it dovetailed perfectly into this rehab situation and then these YouTube videos with his fitness. So his lady friend was amplifying his goal. So the person that he was out in public with was amplifying whatever his career goal was in the moment, Mm -hmm. which is a 
telltale sign of a publication ship. Yes. A relationship for publicity. Okay, so that happened, right? So we got that figured out. Well, now we have to ask ourselves who Halston Sage is and what is her role in Zach Efron's new life? Because again, it's not just Sarah Bro. Look at every woman he's been with. Well, has he ever not been in a relationship? I mean, the only one that I don't remember what the connection was for the purposes of his career is uh, Sammy Muro. Yeah, I think that that was more for her. I think she was trying to be something. And but, there was something in the interest of having him coupled. But going all the way back. Well, yeah, yes. Going all the way back. High School Musical. Vanessa Hudgens. Right. Um, Baywatch. Uh, what's her? Uh, Alexander Daddario. Yeah. Sammy Miro. And then there was also that uh, Lily Collins. He, I know there are a bunch. We're he had a relationship with. Um, then remember. Well, Zendaya. Yeah. Yes. The Greatest Showman. They were rumored to be together for a hot minute. Yes. So every time he's in a movie project, he's rumored to be with someone. Every time he's got a project underway, he's rumored to be with someone. Then we come to Halston Sage. So what is the connection with Halston Sage? Well, this is interesting because what was the latest career? And again, we're talking about Zac Efron's publicationship, his relationship for publicity. It was just announced this week. What was um, the connect? Holly, in this story from Us Weekly... How does Halston Sage um, show up in his life? Well, according to sources over at Us Weekly, Zach and Halston, quote, are in a serious relationship and in love. Now, allegedly, they were briefly linked romantically back in April of 2014 when they were co-stars in the film Neighbors. Mm. Oh, so there's already a link. Mm, uh huh. Also, here's an interesting thing about Zach and Halston's serious relationship is the insider says, quote, they spent the holidays together with part of that time in Santa Barbara. Huh. So at first you may think to yourself, what does that mean? What does that mean? Good question. Thank you. Holly. Well, that's interesting that we mentioned that quote specifically in this story, because the last time that we heard from Zac Efron publicly was in when he made statements on social media regarding his health. Remember when he got sick at the end of the year? Yes. And, and how did he get sick? We don't know. Well, allegedly, it had something to do with the filming of that Quibi show, Killing Zac Efron, where he was. Was he in the DR? Where was he? No, he was in Papa 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 New Guinea Guinea. and and uh, and nobody ever confirmed what he was sick with. Least of all him. He said, I was sick, but I'm better now. Can't wait for you guys to see my new show called Killing Zac Efron. So here you have a story about they almost killed Zac Efron filming a show called They Almost Killed Zac Efron. Right. Uh huh. Do you remember that very shortly after those stories came out where nothing was confirmed about any actual almost dying experience, Uh the blind item that said perhaps this wasn't a virus, perhaps this was a disease Uh and the disease is addiction. And perhaps Zac Efron had connected with a um, character of the unsavory character that he'd been connected with at other times of trouble as have other celebrities. Uh And all of a sudden, maybe he had relapsed. Yeah. So fast forward, he's if if that's the case, he's probably going to go back to Santa Barbara and work on whatever he's got to work on 
And oh, look, instead of telling us that he was working on whatever he's going to work mm-hmm. on. He's trying to make it sound like they were with... work, he was working on Halston Sage. Yeah. And Zach Efron, in that tweet on December 29th, said, quote, I'm home for the holidays with my friends and family. Thanks for all the love and concern. See you in 2020. Now you plant this story a month later as evidence saying, yes, of course, Zach Efron was spent the, some of the holidays in Santa Barbara. So furthering that narrative. That Zach Efron was home for the holidays. Now you have the evidence because a source uh, said it in Us Weekly, covering our tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing to see so here. Obvious. It's so obvious. Because you don't want that story to get out. Why? Not because you just like to lie to people. Because it'll tarnish his reputation. And it'll it'll lessen his chances to get actual work. Yeah. Because you're not going to be willing to work with somebody, Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Who, Who's got an active issue. Yeah. Also... Can we go back to this one thing before we move on? Because I just remembered this from an old episode of a a podcast that I listened to. Sammy Miro started as, do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Zac Efron's sober coach. But isn't Sammy Miro the one? Oh, no. Who am am I thinking of that was like palling around with that? uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. She dated Zac Efron. Yes. But yes. And? And she was also tangled up with that drug guy. And she also was a yachter at the same time. Exactly. And that's, that, that was sort of a retroactive um, publicationship because they had to explain some pictures that were taken. To get out of the weeds and bring everybody along with us, what we're doing is connecting the dots with unsavory people who are more concerned with drugs, uh, money, and sex work. Um, with Zac Efron. Yeah. So the people that he was hanging around um, were questionable at a time when he was struggling with some stuff. So if he's now t- being seen with those people, clearly... He's probably struggling with some stuff. Yeah. When we come back... on the, That's so sad. I'm sad about that. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, I want to see if we, uh, as entertainment executives, would red well, light... Executives? or executives? Yeah, we are now. We're going to pretend. Uh, would red light or green light a new show that has been announced? Oh. You might be interested. Uh, we'll find out after this on My Talk 1071. We love TV on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. We love television and we have loved to kind of sit in, in on our couch and watch how television has evolved with different streaming services. It's, you know, th- this is not your parents' TV any longer. And so sometimes it's fun to pretend that we are TV executives yep. and we can look at a new television idea and say whether or not we would green light it or red light it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a new television show that I want to see what you think. And again, I use TV very loosely. This is actually not going to appear on your actual TV. But Bitmoji, which is responsible for those cartoon images of yourself, yeah, wants to bring back Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, I guess I didn't realize Bitmoji was like a thing other than the, those little pictures. Well, they aren't yet, <clears throat> but they're going to be. And they're going to be offering you Bitmoji TV on Snapchat. Are you with me? Oh, God. Okay. I told you this is going to be a little bit complicated. Okay, tell me. I mean, you'll be able to do it. They won't card you. So you'll be able to actually do it if you want to. But 
Okay, so here's how this will work. There will be different celebrities that will take part in these five-minute cartoons. They're bitmojis. So like Samuel L. Jackson's bitmoji will take part in a storyline. Um, and it will use his voice, for example, mm-hmm. and other celebrities to tell a story. But there will be two characters in this bitmoji cartoon on Saturday mornings on bitmoji TV on Snapchat that will feature your bitmoji and the person you most recently interacted with on Snapchat's bitmoji. So it's kind of like those, what do you call those things? Those, those little... yik yak things? Yeah. Yeah, where you can like cartoonize your body and you dance around. Yes. Oh, the jib jab. Jib jab. Yik yak. I, it was I, close I, enough. Yeah. Sure. Right? Same difference. It was. Basically. No. Uh, anyway, Yik-yak. yeah. So that's what the, so that's essentially what they're trying to do with this bitmoji cartoon. But you gotta show up on Saturday morning. Well, that I mean, I that think that like... that's their entry point. Like that yes, it is Saturday morning. It is a Saturday morning cartoon. I don't think it's like an appointment. That's just when the new ones will arrive to your Snapchat. Okay. I also recognize that in the telling of this, I sound a thousand years 4, old. Four thousand years well, old. I don't think. Yes, I mean you are, and we all are. If if you're not like you know a thirteen year old, you're basically a thousand years old at this point, which is totally fine. Um, but my question would be: Are actual people still on Snapchat? Yeah, I have not accessed my Snapchat in a hundred years. I sometimes get notifications from people on Snapchat, so I'm like, oh, people still snapping. My kids still like to use the filters on Snapchat, but well, ever sure. since Instagram, but got then you filters, download it to your phone or something and put it on, you know, you send it as a, uh, you know, yeah, Insta story to somebody or something. Else. Yeah. yeah, but no, I mean, people apparently people do still use Snapchat. I thought that uh, Kylie Jenner killed Snapchat. I know. I honestly feel like Snapchat is done. But, what do I know? But I feel like that's just because you and I aren't doing it. Because I think about that sometimes with blogging. I'm like, do people blog well, anymore? Sure. But bloggers who blog, they think they still blogging blog. is still a thing, right? So, yeah, the four people on Snapchat are still Snapchatting. Right. I mean, that's so the Snapchat's still thing for them. Because everybody's on TikTok. And right. now they're on something else called, oh, what did I just say the other day? No, it's not Yik Yak. <laughs> it's called Byte or something. B-Y-T-E. Oh, you guys, I... Slow bite? down. Bite? Yeah, there's an app called Bite. And so I so here's what you gotta do to not be a thousand years old. You have to follow somebody who follows all this stuff. And there's this gal on the um the Twitters, and she is like Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
one of those people who's like hip. She's plugged in. And she posted something. She's about, happening in a real but even big way. She's not plugged in because even she was like, you know, like trying to break down this bite thing, BYTE. This just launched on Friday. It's literally, I'm telling you, it's like the new Vine. And you're going to see people who are already. But I thought TikTok stars. was the new Vine. I'm telling you, it's not. It's this bite thing. Pretty soon we're going to have houses Airbnb'd out full of bite stars. This is so weird. You guys, it's just, it's all going too fast for me. It's what's <laughs> happening. Can we get back to the cartoon? I'm going to start just a new let app me know. called you think, Fart. Are you going to green light or red light the Saturday morning cartoons I mean, by Bitmoji? The 800-year-old me says absolutely not. But if I'm an investor and I'm trying to make money, maybe sure, go for it. Let's okay. see what we can do. So, thank you. That's from Bradley's Fart app. I mean, spelled that, F-R-T. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fart. Fart. <laughs> Anyway, I appreciate that they think they're bringing back Saturday morning cartoons. The only way you're going to bring back Saturday morning cartoons for me is to put the Smurfs on and the Care Bears and the Gummy Bears and the Muppet Babies. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some D-bags we would like to tell you about. That's uh, celebrities behaving badly. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Update uh, regarding Jason Momoa. Not a D-bag. Reportedly a very nice guy. We have heard that Jason Momoa is in town. We just got this email from a listener who says, My daughter was just in a meeting with him in Minneapolis. She even Mm -hmm. got a picture with him. She reports he's a nice guy. Well, good to know. Thanks, Moni. Somebody pass on our digits. Uh, Jason Momoa, if you can hear us right now, 651-641-1071. Just stop by the studio. Why not? Just come say hi. I'll take a hug. Don't worry about it. Um, If you're not Jason Momoa, though, uh, don't call. Just sit back and listen on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Well, we tell you about these celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, man, that's putting it mildly. Yeah, right? Like, he's a D-Bag for a number of reasons. You know this. Not only is this man assaulting women physically, he's also assaulting their character. (sighs) Okay, what what pray tell uh, is he a D-bag for today? So I came across this story yesterday from Deadline, and it talks about the trial as it's happening. You know that this is well underway. I think we're in the second week. Um, there are two women whose allegations against Harvey Weinstein are being pursued in the New York uh, court system. As a part of that trial, though, other women are coming forward and speaking. And this particular article talks about how um, one of the witnesses essentially came forward and said how this went down and how Harvey Weinstein assaulted her, right? And it's totally everything we've already heard. There's nothing new to this whatsoever. But he actually brings up two other celebrities in the moment. I just want to spell the right... I wanted to get Selma Hayek, and I forget how to spell her name. Um, In the... So imagine you are one of these victims... Harvey Weinstein is trying to assault you. And in the process, he's like, this is how it works. This is how the industry works. Meaning like 
do you not know how many women have like availed themselves of me in order to get where they are today? And he drops the names of Charlize Theron and Selma Hayek in the process. Oh, gross. So he's essentially, uh, you know, assassinating their characters in an attempt to get in the pants or, you know, to sexually assault these women. And we kind of knew that to a certain degree, but this particular story talks very specifically about how in this one instance he referenced he... Um, he quote, he said, uh, or, or the woman said, quote, he got really angry. He said, you'll never make it in this business. This is how the industry works. He dropped the names of Charlize and Selma as examples of those who got ahead based on what they were willing to do. Now, the frustrating thing is that although neither of these actresses have been part of this particular case, they have spoken about Me Too in general. But like the damage is done. Yeah. So like in trying to now adjudicate these crimes he is bringing down other people with him because i don't care how much they these women come out and say you know i didn't do this that's ridiculous and gross and i would tend to not take anything harvey weinstein says as 150 truth yeah but it kind of doesn't matter right because the names are out there right now they're unwittingly dragged into the storyline where they didn't Intend to be. Yeah. So now as a part of these women's stories, um, they're going to have, you know, this this there are people who are going to believe him. Yes. And I think that the sad thing is, and this is the story that we will never probably hear the truth about, nor do we really need to. But just from a, you know, curiosity standpoint, I want to meet the woman who says she did. Right. Indulge Harvey Weinstein's despair. Ability. Yeah. And not because I think she's she should be like shamed or anything. Right. But because there are varying degrees of how this works, right? Harvey Weinstein's assault of women. Right. It's not just, and we talked a little bit about this earlier in the week, I think on Monday, maybe, where you've got some women who literally were quite forcefully assaulted. Yep. And then you have some women who it was a sort of a grooming thing. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, physical grooming, but then also psychological grooming. Um, but then I imagine that there are also women, and this is a part of the story I don't remember hearing much about, because why would you? Why would you come forward and share this? Right. Because you know it's just going to hold you up to ridicule, yeah. rightly or wrongly. Wrongly I mean, is the correct answer. You'll be put through the gauntlet, But you'll sure. be put through the gauntlet. But I am curious, because I want to hear what's in people's minds when they make that decision. Well, and I mean, you've got to also imagine that now the news being what it is and what we know about how many people were victims, how are they processing that? And what is that? I mean, there's probably a level of shame that goes along with that in the knowing that it wasn't just you, that other people then suffered yeah, And the curiosity you, about what your role in that may have been, whether or not any of that is true. I'm just saying that that's got to be part of the processing. Well, you if you are a human being, let's say, OK, let's say Gwyneth Paltrow slept with Harvey Weinstein to get her Oscar. Mm-hmm. That is not the truth as far as we know. But that's a rumor. Right. So let's assume for the sake of this discussion that that rumor is true. OK, if that's true. And Harvey Weinstein said to her, sleep with me and I'll get you, you know, you'll get ahead in this world. And she goes, okay, well, there are worse things I could do. Sure. Sleeps with him, gets a role, moves on with her life. And then all this happens. 
that's got to be a really awkward place to yeah. be. And I am fascinated by what must go through her head because right. to your point, I would worry about like, did I make it possible for other people? And I don't think the answer is yes. Right. No, but it would dig up those emotions and questions inside of you. Yeah. So even if you are a willing participant, I think you are still a victim right. of this particular experience. So even if you did not put up a fight, as it were, like nobody was going to Harvey Weinstein willingly and saying, ooh, I want to get in your pants. Right. Right. Um, but people have sex f- with people for a number of reasons. Yeah. And I just imagine that there are a lot of fascinating conversations and moral dilemmas and, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda's going on that I wish we could be privy to, but we can't because the world can't behave like adults. Right. So we can't accept that situation. We can't have nice things. Uh, you want to know who my D bag is? This is yeah, a mild D bag. It's a seriously mild D bag. Oh, good because mine was a little strong. Yeah, and I and it's going to come off as judgy, and I don't want it to come off so much as judgy, but more I like don't care. it's I like so to obvious. Judge. What do you think we it's do? It's so obvious. Okay, so Taylor Swift kind of is my sort of my D bag. So Taylor Swift, what did we think she was gunning for with the movie Cats? Oh, an Oscar, right? Yeah. Uh, we thought she was probably going for the Oscar, not probably for the acting role, but for like the Lady Gaga musical version. Exactly. Well, we know that that's not going to happen, uh, but it sounds like she hasn't given up just yet on that uh, dream of an Oscar because you know that she's got this new Netflix documentary, uh, Miss Americana, that will premiere uh, right. on Friday. So tomorrow. Um, well, guess what? They are putting it in three different theaters in the Valley. Oh. And once something is on a big screen, right? Then you can have it. Then it, it can Would be. Would that be for next year then? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. Like, clearly she's got some goals in mind. And I'm not saying she's wrong for having those goals. What I'm saying is... It appears a little desperate oh, right after thirsty? you realize you're not going to get an Oscar for your cat's situation. Look, that's that's the game, man. You got to get it. You got to get it to get ahead. Yeah, it's true. I guess I can't falter for that. Like I said, it was a mild D-bag. It yeah. just sort of looks silly. <sighs> but it's not really silly. I mean, um, thirsty. It's thirsty. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe like not D-baggy, but thirsty. Thirsty bag thirsty bag can we not do thirsty bag yeah that was a bad idea but we need hey, to <laughs> thirst trappy there you go uh, what were you gonna say how oh, i was just gonna say that yeah taylor swift being thirsty for an oscar <laughs> yeah and as much us. as it's a shallow pursuit like why do you want an oscar when you're not really invested in do you know why because well, you want an egot well yeah but she doesn't have the e it's just because when you reach a certain level, it doesn't matter that it doesn't mean anything. Right. It actually, I mean, nothing really means anything. What do I always say? Nothing is real and everyone smokes. Yes, but You're also... on camera. No, that too, but not that right now. They're all fake awards. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, awards are self, uh, very self-indulgent. But, but, they're a bunch of... Oh, God. Now I'm going to be a D-bag. But the world cares about things that don't matter. That's that's true. I and, don't think that's D-baggy. And I think that there are a lot of people who 
if they know if they want to say like, oh, Taylor Swift, she got her Academy Award, she got an Academy Award, she got an Oscar. Oh, you know, she's Oscar nominated. Well, every time she walks into a room, then she will be Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we do that all the time. Oh, did she ever win an Oscar? Yeah, I think she got an Oscar. So that's like a thing that you just want to check off your celebrity Checklist. overlord bucket list. I just hope that at the end of all of this, Taylor Swift is secure enough in herself to know that she was always enough. Taylor Swift hasn't been a human being since about uh, 2009. She's actually a cyborg who's been programmed to take over the world with her pop music. You're not wrong. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, something is working Bradley's last nerve. Oh, no, more nerves. Let's find out what's working Bradley's last nerve after this on My Talk 107.1. I do not know how many last nerves Bradley Trainer has. I don't know. But something's working it again. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And what's working your last nerve? Oh, listen, I'm so telling many you, you getting on my last nerve. Colleen and Bradley present. Working my last nerve. You are stepping on my last nerve. I hate you so much right now. Okay, I think you're you're gonna get your nerves worked too. So join the nerve working bunch. A bacon scented <laughs> catchy, right? The bacon. Okay, bacon. A bacon scented patch developed to help people become vegan. Excuse me. Okay, so it turns out that Oxford University scientists, because they have nothing better to do, global um, climate change. Yeah, I was just going to say, why don't you get busy with something that real matter? Uh, to help people with their meat cravings when they go vegan or vegetarian. I don't want to pick on uh, vegans, particularly in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really with these Oxford University scientists. They have created a patch similar to the size of a nicotine patch that has a drawing of a red cross through two pieces of bacon on it. I feel like this was developed at a frat party at Oxford University. (laughs) Charles Spence, a professor of experimental psychology, says that it will help people imagine they're eating bacon when they're not in an effort to not eat bacon. This is not how this works. If you want to be a vegan or a vegetarian, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go cold tofurkey. Okay? You're not... If you love bacon, eat bacon. If you... Okay, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, as my best friend said one time, I think I could be vegetarian if it weren't for bacon. Right? And here's another little known fact. There are vegetarians out there, self-claimed, styled Mm -hmm. vegetarians... Who eat bacon. Mm-hmm. Can I point out the obvious flaw in that sentence? And there if are you... vegans who eat cake. <sighs> okay. Just, you can have flour listed. I'm just saying. But, um, okay. My point is you need a ba- if you need a bacon patch to stop eating meat, don't stop eating meat. Well, if you love meat so much that you either you're going to go vegetarian or vegan and you have to sit through the cravings for the meat until it's not a thing anymore or just keep eating the meat. Also, I, I would like to point out, and I don't care what these actual scientists would say, because just because you're a scientist don't, don't mean you're smart. Um, can you explain to me the rationale 
of trying to not eat meat by smelling meat. That actually seems like it wouldn't work at all. Like, do you think that's going to make you want to eat less meat? No, because, for example, let's just work this out in the real world, right? Yeah. I live close to a bakery. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Sometimes there are donut smells there. All the donut smells do is make me want to eat a donut. No, yeah. I don't because I go in my head space. Yeah. D- donuts are not an everyday food. Yeah. There are sometimes food. Yeah. So Unless you're I look having a forward, bad day, then it's all day food. <laughs> yeah. So I look forward to our yearly outing to the bakery on the corner, you know, Marathon Sunday, which is naturally when people should be eating donuts when you watch people run. It's very kind of you eat donuts while people miles. are running marathons. We stand them out too. So, um, but my point is this. They're, smelling the smell does not take away the craving. It enhances the craving. Also, what a sticker going to do that's going to make me feel like I'm eating bacon. But again, if it's going to make you feel like you're eating bacon, how are you getting out of the habit of eating bacon? This is the same thing. Now, what's funny about this is that it was styled after like a nicotine patch. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's the the nicotine patch for of, meat. Of bacon. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't want to eat meat, so I'm going to wean myself off the meat with this bacon patch. That is about the dumbest thing I ever heard because you you are literally going to be reminded all day of the meat that you're not eating, which seems torture, yeah. which is also the fundamental flaw. I think a lot of people and I don't want to discourage anyone from quitting smoking because I did it. But that's why it didn't work for me to take the nicotine patch, because ultimately at a cert- I use it for a little while. But then I had weird dreams and it got real kooky. So I had to stop. And then, you know, I just had to deal with the withdrawal. Like at a certain point, you're just going to not be able to do it. Right. Right now. The other thing I wanted to point out, and the reason that it's working my last nerve, is that science is getting smart. So these... <laughs> get that on a t-shirt. These scientists are like, <laughs> well, okay, we came up with this bacon patch mm-hmm. that people are going to wear so that they can become vegan. He's rolling his eyes. I can see it, but you can't hear it. <laughs> um, so now we got to get it out to the kids. How do we do that? Well, we get an influencer. So they get some hot guy from Love Island over in the UK because that's where this is based, right? Mm-hmm. It's that show where they take their clothes off and sleep with each other and act like this is new. Um, <laughs> and then he has the following quote on his Instagram. And he's wearing like he's showing his bicep and he's got like the patch and he's eating some spinach bites that look like fake chicken nuggets. Oh, honey. Don't even get me started. And it says, (laughs) if you know me, what? It's just the the dumbest dumbest thing thing I've ever seen. It says, if you know me, you'll probably know I'm not the best cook. You'll probably also know how much I love eating meat. But I'm making an effort to cut down and eat more healthier this year. Okay. That's why I've partnered with frozen plant-based brand Strong Roots UK, who've created a fantastic way to help. The world's first meat patch. It's got scratch and sniff technology to help the cravings. First of all, scratch and sniffing technology. Okay, this, Do you remember sure when this you were isn't in a joke? No, it literally is not a joke. It is attached to actual scientists from this company. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's, it's uh, now I can have a quick and easy meat-free meal and then scratch my armpit and smell meat. Mm. <laughs> I mean. 
But now listen. You are the dumbest people in the world. And here's I why. do see a practical application for this, though. If you can scratch your armpit and smell meat. Right. That's a great Please party trick. Please apply more deodorant. That is a party trick. Now, before the, the haters and the people that I love that might be misunderstanding me um, send emails, I am all about eating more plants. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2020 because we're all like we're all doing it and i think the more you can do to get people to eat plants the better industrialized plant food is is no better for the the planet really Mm -hmm. than industrial meat food Mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. and you can do the google yourself but it's it's kind of a wash and so to have a company try to get you to buy their industrial food product um over another person's industrial food product by industrially producing a product for you to wear that is not good for the planet and will ultimately end up in garbage island seems like about the most ridiculous thing I've read all day. I have a question Mm -hmm. for you. When you were a young person... Was I annoying? Yes. Oh, I was going to say, were you on a debate team? No. Oh, you would have been really good on a debate team. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to take that as a compliment, although I think it's probably like... No, it really was. It was a really, that was a huge compliment. Thank you. Because you're very good at arguing. (laughs) You're very good at arguing. (laughs) I know this and I know you know this. No, but you are really good at, you know, like creating a well, a well-oiled argument. I just want to give you a hug now. Really? Should we? You don't want to because I still have germs. Yeah. And I probably didn't take enough oregano oil today. (laughs) Probably what it is. Lord, get a room. My coronavirus (laughs) is acting up. We have a room. We're yeah, and you're not in, in it, Holly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I have to look at okay, it. Okay, we love you too, Holly. Okay. We're not coming in yours because um, we know it smells. Also, I just That's wanted true. to... Can I point something out, though? Yes. We've had scratch and sniff bacon stickers before. Okay, since I was in third grade yeah. in uh, Mrs. Harmon's elementary class, we had bacon-scented yes. scratch and sniff stickers. This is not new technology. And workers. Yes. Oh, do Did you we have remember bacon those? markers? No, I don't remember the bacon markers, but do you remember the smelly mar- markers? Oh, yeah. Oh, but how, I used to just sit and huff those things. I couldn't get them close I, enough I to just, my nostrils. We talked about this the other day. I don't know that you were here or part of this conversation. I was probably in the bathroom thinking about it on the toilet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I thought to myself, that is so 1980-something. Right. That you would take markers, fill them with chemicals. Yeah. And encourage children to huff them. Yes. And think that was a brilliant business strategy. Also, in the 80s, why were we so obsessed with smelling things? <laughs> That's true. Right? Like scratch and sniff stickers and the smelling markers and the uh, strawberry shortcake dolls. Yeah. We were big into smells in the 80s. Yeah. We and don't all do of that those, anymore. I'm sure there's going to be like a lawsuit. like, And you're going to see it on like daytime TV. Did you develop some sort of weird terminal illness? Mesothelioma? (laughs) No, sorry. That's just the one I always see on television. Oh, God. We talk about this all the time. Like, there's always somebody like, did you rub something on your body 20 years ago? It's probably killing you. Call our attorneys and we'll get you a few million dollars before you leave the planet. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, more uplifting news.
Just kidding. Bye. I know we've got a question for you. How long can you hold a grudge? 651-641-1071. What's the longest grudge you've ever held? Seriously, we won't judge. Give us a call. We'll be back after this.